All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode. It's the Rikishi Driver Talk Show, and it is December the 30th, 2020. And guess what? We are about ready to close this year down, shut it down. And when I mean shut it down, we're going to shut it down big time. So I hope you guys are doing fine. I hope you guys are ready for 2021. And let's all go ahead and plan ahead. Let's leave, let's leave the past in the past. And let's think positive and move forward to what we got going on for 2021. And so I'm still up here in Vegas, as you can see. You know, my <laughs> uh, uh, a few weeks ago, my last episode um, over here, my my daughter's place and uh, visiting her. So I was doing my show up in, in front of her living room, and now you can see it's a new setting behind me. Of course, the American Samoa flag. I'm actually doing my show from her bedroom. Um, you know, I'm trying to keep the baby, my my young grandson, who is two months old. Kingy, you guys can see that I posted up on my Instagram. And so that's what I've been doing. I've been up here in Las Vegas in this cold, cold weather, not being going out too much, you know, as much as I want to see family members and so forth and friends. Uh, but I'm trying to do my part just to keep myself safe, keep my family safe from what's happening out there from this virus. And, you know, I want to be able to live the next day. So I I'm happy. I woke up this morning. My heart's beating. My eyes open. And I'm a very, very happy Samoan today. And so tonight, I can't be more excited just to close out this year with this special, special guest of mine um, by the name of David Tua, the Tua man. And so he's to me, and I'm sure to a lot of you all out there, you all know him as a boxing legend in his world. You know, a lot of people back in the day compared him to Mike Tyson, you know, with that left hook that uh, David has. But you know, let me take it back. You know, I think it was in 19, the late 1990s is when I met David for the first time. It was actually up in uh, Bushkill, New York. And I was actually up there and I met David in this resort in the, in the lobby with uh, a gentleman by Lou Duva. And during that time, I, I believe, uh, you know, my Uncle Alpha was walking David to the ring and man, when we... You know, I didn't even know Uncle Alpha was walking David to the ring. But when we seen David for the first time on TV, you know, if you're if you know anything or have any Polynesian friends, you know, probably the whole Polynesian family comes to that living room and want to jump through that damn screen just because they're so proud to see one of our own out there rep representing in the world of boxing. And so, you know, I can't say. How excited, how honored I am uh, uh, to have this icon, this legend of boxing, to be able to uh, help me close out the 2020 year, this disaster, and bring it in. We're going to start off with a champion like David Tuol. So with further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the one and only David Tua, the Tua Man.
to have won a bronze medal at the 1992 Olympics as a 19-year-old and turned pro afterwards. I see great things for this guy here because he can punch, he can take a punch, and he wants to be a professional fighter. He fought the only way he could win. He was just 5 feet 10 as a swarmer. Uh, because I'm, I'm so short, so small, you know, uh, they underestimate me and, and, I, and I love that. We'll see how he uses it. Two with a big left hook. Fighting as a swarmer is the hardest route to travel as a professional boxer and requires a fighter to be in the greatest condition possible and he also must be very disciplined. So I think David too in his era is the strongest heavyweight in the world. That's why there's only been four great swarmers in heavyweight history. Jack Dempsey, Rocky Marciano, Joe Fraser and Mike Tyson. The greatest left talk since Joe Fraser. If you're around David, you get the idea that he knows something we don't know. Very few guys have the left hook that he has. Tyson has no more power than David Tua has. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I was <laughs> Man, David, David, man, how are you, sir? I'm very good. I'm very, very good. Well, I want to take this time to, you know, to thank God uh, for bringing us two Usos together. Uh, it's been a long time since me and you has crossed paths, and I believe that everything happens for a reason. You know, during our times and our careers, we have surpassed what we've done in the past, and now... It's just us just paving the way for a lot of the youth and our people and just for, for in general in your, your field of boxing and in my field of uh, professional wrestling. But enough about me. How have you been, David? Well, uh, first of all, I'm going to yeah, I got my show or my morning. Yes, but I did two on a wall. We are here, Meoma. Thank you so for this great honor. You know, it's a, it is a privilege and what a great opportunity to be with you on the show. Everything's been good, you know, apart from uh, the COVID and the, the first, second lockdown. Uh, things are good, everything is good. Yeah, so how, how's, how's the life of David Tua now after boxing? <laughs> Everything is beautiful. I think for me, you know, uh, every day above ground, it's a day in paradise. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, I want to ask you this. You know, the same things what, you know, I get asked a lot about, you know, in our profession, you know, it's a lot of pounding our bodies. How, how's your how's your body holding up now? <sighs> to be quite honest, uh, things are well uh, for me, to be to be completely honest. Uh, I've been very blessed, uh, very, very... Uh, lucky that um, I haven't had any major injuries uh, to look back at some of the guys that I came up uh, in the rank with. Uh, it, it is quite sad, you know, uh, the speech is quite slur and uh, it, it is quite sad. But that's the, the consequences of the sport. Um, mm. But, you know, I am, I am very blessed and very lucky, yeah. Yeah, I'm so, uh, you know, congratulations, too, on the opening of your gym. Thank you. You know, I, I see what you got going. You've been putting a lot of work in there. And, you know, 
it's like what what we're doing too as well here in uh, Los Angeles. You know, you 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 never really get away from the sport. You know, mm -hmm. we've opened up an academy. You'd open up a gym out there, and it's to be able to not only for mentally, you never really take yourself out of the game, but it's being being able to teach the passion to those that want to learn your industry. And mm -hmm. I can see on the videos and your post on Instagram, you've been hard at work and you got a lot of a lot of people, God's blessing in your gym. Absolutely. Um, you know, for us, uh, you know, it's uh, it's what our mums and, and what our dads uh, have done. You know, uh, I think for, for us, it's all about service. Mm. You know, we, we love what we do with the different arenas that we compete in, but for us, you know, uh, it's all about giving back and it's all about paving the way to make sure that others that are after, come after us, uh, do better than what we've done. So uh, it's a, I think it's a, it's a circle, it's a cycle of life. Mm. So, you know, to my listeners that are, that are out here, can you take us down the walk of a young kid of David Tua? Uh, what made you want to become, to jump in this sport of uh, professional boxing? Well, fast forward it to... Um, to the 80s, um, I, I guess late 80s, when uh, mum and dad decided to um, come here to New Zealand. And, you know, it's, it's like any uh, of our parents that have uh, either moved to Australia or America or any part of the world. You know, uh, for them, it's all about uh, providing and give the best that they can for their families. Mm. So uh, simply it was, it was the same thing for mum and dad. Um, I I was brought up in a in a very uh, I guess privileged life to be quite honest, where mum and dad had worked hard, where uh, they they had the only store, a little convenience store at the village, you know, in front of Lord Samoa. Yeah, had uh, the only car in the village. They we 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 were well off, we were alright, but mum mum and dad made sure that we we knew the value of hard work and what it's like to to work hard, you know, mm. and not not have anything. Uh, hand it to you on a silver plate, rather, so, so to speak. So here in New Zealand is where my my love of, of boxing developed. Uh, Dad taught me when I was a kid, all of us, four mm. brothers four brothers and four sisters. So uh, I, I guess uh, for me, it was seeing how tough it was for my parents. Mum uh, worked a couple of uh, part-time jobs, and Dad, you know, uh, worked the long hours, so we hardly seen Dad. But, you know, we, we, we knew what they were doing. So it was all about providing uh, the opportunity for us so we didn't struggle during the different country. So because boxing was my love at the time, I knew that if I do well in boxing, you know, I, I, can, I can look after my family. I can, I can certainly uh, make something of it and, and look after my family. So I've done well and, and uh, was given the opportunity Earned earn the right to uh, to go to the Olympics in 1992 uh, to represent New Zealand and obviously uh, Samoa and the Pacific uh, at the Olympic Games. Uh, at the time, uh, I think it was the Sports Foundation. Uh, they put out that uh, if you win the gold medal, 
uh, I believe at the time it was either uh, 50k or maybe more than that, 50 grand. So I saw that as a great opportunity for a down payment for mom and dad's house. Yeah. So I'd worked really, really hard. You know, unfortunately, it, it didn't it didn't happen that way. But no. I called mom and I said, "Look, mom, don't worry. And then sure enough, uh, an hour later, I met Ludova on the train, and uh, the rest is history. Wow. So yeah, yeah. You know, for your calling, I go worry. <laughs> you win, you win, you lose two matches then. <laughs> I'm just trying to let the world know how our Polynesian families are, you know. There's just so much so much pride. Like, you know, we feel it too when we're going into the ring. You know, even though what we do is is, is entertainment on, on our industry. But as you walk into the ring, it's always pride. It's the mentality of not not only you're representing yourself, you're representing a family, you're you're representing the whole culture, yes. you know, of 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 Samoa. So mm. I I totally get it, man. You know, mm. you know, I'm sure if if if, uh, if things would have went any other way, you know, <laughs> our parents would be down our throats. So absolutely, absolutely. So, yes. so what? How has your journey been? You know, as far as uh, in the boxing industry, was it was it difficult through the journey, or you know, how how did how did how did you feel going through that? So I remember I remember the first uh, first uh, time that I had arrived in in America, and uh, and as a kid growing up in Samoa, and then coming here to New Zealand, you know, uh, arriving in America. I mean, America. You know, uh, as a as a child growing up, you know, we look up at you guys. You know, we still are. You know, Fatu, you know, the Walsa Mont, you know, Uncle Afa and Sika, you know, and obviously now Dwayne and and, and all the brothers and everyone that, that have done well. So uh, that was our source of of, uh, of inspiration back in the days. Mm. You know, and and, and now uh, uh, to to be given the, the opportunity to to uh, turn pro and live in the States, you know, um, it was very tough also. I, I must admit yeah. it was very tough uh, in the beginning, you know, uh, I was I was homesick. Mm. Uh, every every time and uh, I was out at the malls, I was always looking around to see if I can find any Samoans. You know, the first mm. press I, I arrived to uh, in the States was uh, Virginia Beach. Mm. You know, it's, it's like, it's an equivalent of, of um, of Auckland and then down the South Island, you know, uh, yeah. where the, where now, I mean, back in the days, there were no Samoans, but of yeah. course now there's a lot of Samoans there. So when I, when I went to the malls, I, I would look around for people that, that sort of uh, look, look like me. Mm. And I would, would always say things, but also, you know, hoping, hoping that there's a Samoan, but, you know, unfortunately, most of them are Mexicans. <laughs> They, they never answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. You know, that's the one thing, you know, in in, in our professions, you know, yeah. you're, we're happy to be able to provide yeah. that we've, we've, uh, we've, we've done something with ourselves, And then, but, you know, I'm sure this probably happens to you. Because while we're out there traveling the world, like you said, you know, you're reaching out to see if there's anybody like us, you know, the price you pay, we're very lonely on the road. 
It's just us, you know what I mean? And you're going through your daily lives, your training, different hotels, you're traveling the car with different Palangis, Meulis, Mexicano, and it's just that, you know, you, you think back to, you know, was it all worth it? Was it all worth it to somebody in the family had to make the sacrifice? And, you know, the sacrifice is us being out there missing birthdays, missing our, uh, you know, certain uh, family gatherings. And, you know, when you look back at it, yeah, that is it's very true. I can I can certainly um relate to that. Uh I know what it's like to be on the road and uh you know you're you're, you're very homesick, but but this I know um the my purpose, my purpose was always greater than my the, the way I felt about being homesick and lonely and things like that. So my purpose was all about getting my parents out of the house. Mm. So it it, it it get it kept me going no matter you know where I went, you know, uh, the challenges, the tough times in, in, in camp and during fights, you know, I, I'd held on to that. I'd held on to uh, to making sure that I kept that dream alive for my parents. And that's a, that's the a beautiful thing about our culture. It's just it's so close-knit family. And yes. when you come home and you're able to see your family smile, you know, the fruits of your labor, if it takes me to go through that, to come yeah. home and see my parents smile and the whole family, everybody's good. Well, that's what it's all about. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I see you got uh, some new gear out there. You know. Yes. I, I just want to throw it out there. I wear a five X. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good to know. Okay. How, how can yeah. people get a hold of? How did this? Uh, how did your gear come about? The planning well, of uh, your clothing uh, line. You know, so I, um, I've always, I've always been the one that loves to draw. You know, and at school, um, Dad would always say, "Sorry, oh, what if I young ah? I look cushy, I can't. I'm more wise, I'm more wise. Me, I pay more wise. The ladies, I'm not You know, but I always say, "Nah, Dad. You know, God works in mysterious ways." So Dad would always say, "Ushka, you may never have to wait. You going out of there." So I've always, I've always loved drawing. So. Mm. Uh, living in the states, I I met uh, I met a guy by the name of uh, Mike Regan. At the time, he was living in Canada, mm. and he 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 owns. I think at the time he owns a he had owned a uh, a leather company that that was producing and actually make making a lot of uh, a boxing gear on the side. So it was a it was like a hobby for him. And I met him at Atlantic City when I fought there a couple of times, and he introduced himself, and and then I sort of uh, um, uh, hooked on with um, uh, the graphics designer, and the rest is history. So at the time, back then, you know, uh, I think it was all about, you know, it was faxing. You know, I, I'd fax a few of my designs, and, you know, in return, he, he would uh, change a few things around. And then, uh, long story short, the lockdown uh, happened, and I found myself uh, on the internet. You know, uh, you know, wanting to learn how to do it. And wow. I always had that in the back of my mind. He says, "Hey, 
So it was all about being patient, you know, uh, to read and, and 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 look up online and how to how to find different ways to do it. So uh, I thank God uh, for blessing me with with the I guess patient and 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 uh, wisdom, mm. you know, and finding ways to do it. So uh, now it's on. Uh, now it's on David Tour Merchandise uh, Facebook for the time being while we uh, we are getting our website done. Well, that's awesome. You can see yeah. some of the gear there that he has on there. So if you guys can take a moment or get a chance, you can go on there, David Tour's uh, Facebook, and you can check out all the different merchandise. Mm -hmm. And how can people order this from you, David? I think uh, the link the link is on there. Okay. On the David Tour Merchandise Facebook. So... Uh, but it's all part. It's all part and parcel of my journey thus right. far. So yeah, that's what the brand's about. So yeah. Wow. So, so you became. Uh, where did your passion for, like drawing, come from? Did you just start like during those downtimes, like before the boxing, like two hours before the boxing match? <laughs> no. You know, uh, everybody, everybody has a different way to go yeah. to their secret place. Before yeah. they go perform, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I've always, I've always loved to draw. I've always loved to draw as a kid, and at school, you know, I guess, uh, you know, when when you're in detention and you're sort of like uh, in trouble, you know, they sort of have you in back of the class, sitting back of the class for for a while. And I found myself, you know, as an escape. You know, I, I did a lot of drawing, and and I guess uh, I've always had that creative mind. Yeah, and uh, you know it's a thing that I, I believe all of us uh, have that. I think it's a, it's, yeah. it's just about tapping into being patient enough to find it. Mm. But I think we all have it. Yeah, we all have that creative, beautiful, creative side in all of us. Hey, David, you know we have a lot of listeners that are listening to uh, to this show. Um, you know, for a young kid that is wanting to become into step into your profession, uh, what type of advice would you give these young cats that are interested make make sure you you have your uh mom and dad on board uh, for me it's it's very important that you have the support of your parents uh, once you have the support of your parents you know uh the rest is history you know i believe it's it's very very important that you have the support uh of both of your parents i guess for me the reason why uh i was able to go as far as i have done this because of the support of my mom and dad. Hmm. Yeah. And, and, and wanting to, you know, I, I think I, I can say this is to be able to keep yourself in a close knit circle. You know, yes. I always say this at our students at, uh, at our Academy. Remember when you're first training, nobody knows who you are. Hmm. And then all of a sudden you become this famous person. Hmm. Next thing you know, your phone is going to ring off the hook Hey, buddy, how are you doing? Remember me? You know, mm -hmm. things like that just comes out of the woodworks, mm -hmm. you know. So you got to understand, you know, of uh, what you're getting into and what to expect. Because, you know, the life of becoming in front of uh, uh, mm -hmm. the eyes of the world can either make you or break you. It's Absolutely. the way that you're able to carry yourself. And, you know, you got to have people that are real to you. And that's going to tell you the things that sometimes you may not want to hear. But because they love you, they're going to tell you the truth. Mm. They're going to 
going to tell you the truth because they remember you from when you first begin to who the mega superstar that you are today. And still, they're going to talk to you that same way. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of people that mm-hmm. we want to be able to be around your circle because mm-hmm. you'll always know when they when they spit the truth, they're spitting the, the love that they're giving to you to be able to yes. protect you. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, okay, because money has a lot of evil ways, and it comes in different types, shapes, and different colors. Yeah, you know. That's so, right. yeah, well, I made out of my qua. How's your family doing, everybody? Yeah, man, we are Lima Uma, uh, my own Makua, my Luma, your Makua, Lima Kausanga, Lima Kausanga, can why? Power, power, so for me, you know, Yumakako. Yeah, it is, it is hard, heartbreaking, mm. uh, not only to lose one, but lose two. But, you know, I think for me, it's bittersweet, you know, at least they're together again. So, uh, but yeah, very, I think for me, I'm very grateful. I couldn't be where I'm at today without the, you know, the, without God and, and, and obviously yep. mom and dad. Yeah. And, and everyone's support, obviously. Yes. Well, I'm actually, you know, my condolences goes out to you, Mauso. I'm actually yeah, now you. starting to experience that, what you're going through. Mm. I lost my, my mother in 08 mm, uh, with the fight mm. of cancer. She fought it wow. for years. And, you know, my mom just, you know, she was the type of person that wouldn't give up that yeah. if if it took her body to find a cure for cancer, that's mm-hmm. what she wanted to do. And she went all the way with it. Right. And then just recently, two months in October the 4th of mm-hmm. this horrible year of 2020, mm-hmm. I just lost my father to COVID. Yeah. And so when I... You know, coming back from L.A., driving up here to Las Vegas, mm. where my father's laid to rest, uh, mm. you know, it was a difficult thing, you know. But, you know, my father, uh, he raised he's, he raised strong kids. Mm. You know, we know, yeah, we're not going to see him anymore in the flesh. Mm. But I know that he's, he's saying, I want you to dust your shoulders off. Lavan mm-hmm. makanganga. <laughs> and then i came here and uh when i lost my father in uh october the 4th yeah. october the 10th uh my daughter had a grandson oh congratulations in the same, the same month so wow he, he take one away and then he that's blesses right. me with another that's, one that's right that's right and so also, you know, I, I feel, you know, what you're going through. I, I realized it and I felt it on October the 4th. But I wasn't I wasn't sad too long. 
because you know I know what's instilled in me of what my father would mm -hmm. want and and they, you know we're the legacy of our parents absolutely absolutely well I know I would I so it's been a, definitely a blessing, man. It's also a blessing to, yes. to sit here and talk to you, man. It's just, you know, fans, uh, you know, it's been a minute, you know, I, you know, on my Facebook page, you know, usually I post up something, and all of a sudden I seen uh, David Tuo. I said, "Wow, you know, Facebook. You can never, you can never <laughs> know who's the real person, right?" And then, uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I said, well, let me go ahead and text this guy on the side. Facebook messenger. Oh man, when you when you text back, I showed my kids, and I said, "Hey man, look, look, look who texted me back!" <laughs> and I was so excited, like you know, because the last time I just. I wanted to reconnect yeah. with you because yeah. the last time I seen you was in the late uh, 90s up yeah. in, the, uh, you know, uh, Bushkill. That's, That's right. And that was the last time I, I couldn't yeah. find the picture. I wanted to find a yeah. picture so I can post it up when me and you met them. And, mm -hmm. you know, glory to God, man. You know, years yes. fast forward. Yes. Me and you yes. met in the lobby and here we are, you know. You know, yeah. talking and to be able to, you know, spit out our stories, our journey of life. Yes. Um, to help the youth of our mm -hmm. Polynesian culture, just the youth in general of the whole world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's, a, it's the greatest feeling. It's the most satisfying feeling, you know, uh, when you know that you uh, you made a, you know, uh, a, gotcha. a nice change or a difference in someone's life. So, and it's, it's the same with what you've done for us as, as well. You know, you've, you've made a massive, massive impact in our lives. It's, it's been awesome. And I'm sure, you know, with uh, all Samoans all around the world, you know, yeah. it's, it's the greatest feeling. It's, it's that point, it's that point of identity, you know, no matter where we go. You know, uh, someone does well in the book, yeah, I go back home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> plays football, does well. Yeah, I ain't got my but yeah. that's that's who we are. Uh. Yeah, you know, in our mind, but it's like for all of us, the whole culture in that's general, right. you know, it is you know, you know, where I come from, but you know, as as performers, mm. oh, we're not just going in just for the family members. Yes. We're going to represent the whole right. world we see, mm. you know, where we're mm. coming from. That's and so, right. so Dave, let, let me ask you this. How mm. do you, what kind of, what kind of advice do you give to our youngsters? You know, when they finally become successful, a huge superstar of whatever industry that they've become, uh, I mean, mm. conquered. Mm. What is your advice that you can give to them to kind of stay it, solid? I think it's, it's really important, as I said earlier, about making sure um, that you have mum and mum and dad on board. The reason why I say that is because you know they were never like you, so mm. you were their first love. You know when you were young, you know as a, as, as a kid. So uh, for those who don't have uh, uh, you know uh, parents or close to your parents, you know maybe uncle or auntie or mm. someone that's close to you. I think what's really important is to surround yourself with people that, that build you rather than people that 
that uh, criticize you and the things that you do. Uh, and, and how important it is to have that gut feeling. Always check yourself with that gut feeling. Mm. Sometimes, uh, you know, I forget my gut feeling in, in, in the decision that I make. You know, uh, if you do, uh, happens that you're, you're married at an earlier age, I think it's really important mm. that you have your wife on board as well. Uh, because what's really important, you need to have your peace of mind when you go into that field, no matter what sport it is. You know, for mm. boxing, you know, uh, it's a sport, but it's not really a sport. The reason why I say that is because, um, you know, you get hurt. You, you you do get hurt, you know, either it's in training or or during the fight. So what's really important, you need to have that peace of mind. When you walk out there, you know, you're going to give it your all and, 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 and leave everything in the ring and, and hope that uh, you've given it your very best. Mm. So uh, yeah, it's it's very important to have the right people around yourself. Very good, that's mm. solid. You know, you talk about coming home to have a peace of mind. You know, you gotta, you know, even if it's with your your spouse or so forth. You know, to me, I I, I spark. I, I even though I'm in the industry that I am, mm. I had to. You know, my wife has went upon this journey with me. So you have to, there's certain things that they don't understand is what they, what they see. They hear you talk about as dealings with, you know, your business or so, but still they, they, they don't understand until you have to smarten them up because when you come home, when you come home from all that craziness, you know, of your profession, you know, I, I'm always looking for a place to come home where I can just be me, where I can just not talk about the business not to, I just want to be a father. I want to be a husband. I want to be a friend. You know, I want to be a cousin and just hang out and just, you know, just be me, you know. And so in order, in order for something like that to happen is you have to keep that nest at home. You got to protect that nest and not be able to let the outside world come into your private life there uh, to be able to where you can get away from the craziness of your profession right you know but it's always a blessing to you know if you find one and i get it and i'm not saying that i'm perfect i never mentioned any any time that i said i was perfect i've, I've done a lot of dirt back in my days and i had to i had to do dirt to understand to do right <laughs> you know what i mean and now i'm 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 a i'm a, I'm a, I'm a christian i'm a church but yeah. you know, I, I fall off the road too. So what I'm saying that's to right. all those that's that are right. out there, yeah. there's nobody that's perfect. Mm. But you gotta be able to come back around to find what's right in your life and continue down mm. that path. Right. Because I know, you know, coming from the you know, from Samoa, a poor kid in Alfongo, and mm. hit the streets of San Francisco, you know, mm. we just roam the streets late at night. No business to be out after midnight. No wow. business. And then the only thing that happens from there is just when you're broke, you know what happens after that. Mm. You're going to loot to whatever you got yeah. to do to get money to eat. To, you know, mm. and when you're young, dumb, and just full of everything else, mm. you know, fafkai, fafkai, I had parents to straighten me out. That's right. My parents took me out of the Bay Area at 17, sent mm. me to my uncle's alpha and sick. I says, you're going to leave. Why, Ale, I'm you're yeah. going to be six feet deep in the streets of San Francisco. 
That's right. And I'm very honored. I'm very thankful yeah. and grateful, yes. you know, that I had parents to be able to look after me, you know? Right. Mm. Had a fight. Yeah, okay, <laughs> man. Well, listen, Dave, I know it's uh, mm. it was probably uh, New Year's down there where you're at, right? Mm. Oh, you're 31st start there. You're in where, Auckland, New Zealand? Yeah, in Auckland. Yeah, we are in Auckland, New Zealand. Yeah. Mm. Man, I look forward to come down there one day, you know, uh, to be able to hang out with you and uh, check out the gym. Maybe uh, yes, um, hit a uh, hit a few falangas out there. I is coming. I said, "Boy, get a falanga, you know." Okay, me, I I all love me. I will if I get me. So, but I want to thank you also for coming. Uh, lo fakul ka kwa inga nga inga, lo fa le lingi fwa ipe ya oi, mala inga le ola man malosi. David, I do want to say this, that, mm. you know, I'm very, very proud of your journey. I'm Thank very, you. very proud of the legacy that you now continue to live, uh, not yes. only for your family and your parents, but just for our culture. And just know this, Dave, that if we haven't said this enough to you, that we all love you and we thank you for representing our culture out there. And thank you for always bringing that left hook out of nowhere and knocking <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> thank you. So, Dave, do you have any last words you want to say before we yes. uh, finish up our, our time here? Yeah. Uh, it's been a privilege, it's been a, an honor to be on the show with you. I really, really appreciate you allowing me this great opportunity to have a chat with you on your show. I have no doubt it won't be the first, it won't be the last. Amen. Uh, I'm sure we uh, will talk again in the, in the near future because I'm, I'm sure there's a, a lot of other beautiful, exciting things coming up, uh, not only for us, but I think the future of the sport for Samoa and uh, and the world in general. Yeah, Faftai Lava also. Thank you, Dave, and I love you, and I'll see and you I soon, you also. Yeah, well, we're going to yeah, yeah. Positive. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The one and only David Tua, the Tua man. Wow, what a journey uh, just to be able to, you know, sit down and talk to David. Um, I'm sure a lot of you that are listening, well, there you go. You have some info there that if you decide to to jump into the boxing game, you know, I want you to turn around and, uh, you know, kind of follow some of the advices uh, that he has left for us, our listeners here on the Rikishi Driver Talk Show. And so I want to wish everybody out there and, you know, a blessed, blessed, uh, safe, uh, happy New Year's that are coming through. This will be my last show for the 2020. <laughs> man, oh, man. I wish you guys nothing but love and success, peace and joy, health, 
and make sure you turn around, you know, don't stop texting, just call your loved ones. And if you're around the area and, you know, you're tested negative, then you can probably squeeze in a hug there. But for the time being, you know, just pick up the phone and just call, you know, because you never know that might be the last call uh, that you'll ever be able to make. So with that being said, you know, I want to wish you all the best of 2021. And remember, each one teach one, and it's free to be kind. Have a good night.